If you ask people what they want in life, they'll most probably answer with one word, happiness. Many people's lives are centered around this goal. Every big decision, such as who we marry, where we live, the jobs we take, the people we interact with, and even the smaller decisions, such as what we eat, how we dress, and how much sleep we get, are made with the goal of attaining a greater state of joy and happiness. However, we often find that people who appear set up for happiness live a life stuck in misery, and people who seem destined for a life of anguish live lives of great happiness. We all know that person, let's call him Yoni, who is good-looking, comes from a very wealthy family, and always had the very best of everything in life. He's skilled, capable, funny, and extremely popular amongst his peers. And nevertheless, he only spends his entire adult life in and out of drug rehab centers, dealing with non-ending cycles of depression and addiction. How did this happen? And then there's Ellie, a boy whose father passed away when he was just three years old. His mother was constantly struggling to make ends meet. Luxuries were out of the question. And at the age of six, Ellie's doctor discovered a severe heart defect that left Ellie in and out of hospitals his entire childhood. And after living a life of extreme poverty with very limited opportunity, Ellie was able to create an extraordinary life for himself and is the happiest person you will ever meet. What is the difference between Yoni and Ellie? What is the root of happiness? And how can we achieve this elusive state? But more fundamentally, is happiness even a Jewish value? We live in a world which defines success in life as achieving happiness. But is happiness the ultimate Jewish goal? Or is it the means of achieving our goals? What exactly is the Jewish approach to happiness. In this week's Parsha, Bechukosai, the Torah lists the many curses that will befall Klai Yisrael if they do not observe Hashem's commandments. And later on in the Torah, when describing these terrible curses, Hashem tells us that the reason we will receive them is because we did not serve Him with happiness. And additionally, the Pasuk in Tehillim states, Ivdu es Hashem besimcha. Serve Hashem with happiness. So clearly, happiness is, in fact, a Jewish value. So the question now becomes, what is the deep nature of happiness? And how does our lack of happiness warrant these terrible curses to befall us? So happiness should not be confused with pleasure. Pleasure is instant gratification, a fleeting sensation that is gone as quickly as it comes. Unhealthy food, wasted time spent on meaningless entertainment, and other quick fixes all fit into this category of pleasure. The moment you finish enjoying pleasure, it fades away. Happiness, however, is of a fundamentally different nature and fits into a different category altogether. True happiness is what you experience when you are working towards becoming the person you are meant to be. 
When you use your challenges as a means to grow, when you expand as a person and achieve constant internal growth, that is happiness. You needn't be smiling at every step of the way, for genuine growth usually involves significant pain and hardship. However, as long as you know that you are heading where you need to go, that you are building the person you are meant to become, then even with that pain comes a feeling of happiness. External displays of success pale in comparison to the joy of internal progress necessary for true existential happiness. And the essential complementary component of happiness is a deep sense of self-esteem. Genuine self-esteem stems from knowing who you are what you're meant to become, and the fact that you are on your way to becoming that person. When you know that you are fulfilling your potential and becoming the very best you can be, you will have such a rich sense of self-worth that you will glow with confidence and positivity. So let's expand our understanding of this topic by developing three keys to happiness. The first key is growth and self-expansion. Because as we began developing, growth is the underlying root of deep existential happiness. When you are growing and maximizing your potential, fulfilling your purpose, you feel happy. This is because the deepest human desire, the deepest human drive, is to express our unique purpose in this world. The Bali Machshava explained that all of happiness stems from self-expansion. And this is because Hashem is the all-encompassing creator and root of this world. And each of us, as Tzalem Elohim, has an infinite root as well. As we begin expanding ourselves, we tap into our root oneness and feel existential happiness as we do so. And we experience this truth in our everyday lives. When you expand your mind by understanding a new Torah concept, by understanding something new about the universe, human psychology, or about yourself, you experience a deep state of joy. And the same is true when expanding your inner awareness of self or when expanding past boundaries and becoming a greater version of yourself. The greatest paradigm of self-expansion is when you expand your sense of self to include others. Marriage is the ultimate opportunity for this. And having children allows for both you and your spouse to collectively expand out into the world even further. However, all forms of giving, whether it's giving time, love, money, or anything, is a form of self-expansion that allows you to expand your sense of self to include others. And there is an essential aspect of this category of happiness that is so crucial to understand. Because many people believe that growth and personal development will one day result in happiness. And the mistake they make is thinking that happiness will only come once they reach their destination, once they achieve total perfection. And as a result, they end up miserable, longing for a goal they will never achieve. Because true perfection is impossible. We will never be perfect. We will never be a finished product. We will never be done. And these people often give up, or at the very least, rush the process for the sake of reaching the end. 
But the key is learning to enjoy the process of growth. Because there are always extremes. Those who refuse to strive for perfection and those who blindly chase after a state of perfection that can never exist. But once you realize that the goal of self-perfection is only there as a direction, as a means to create the journey of growth and self-development, you can find happiness in the process of becoming. Because we will never be perfect, but that's okay. The goal is to become more and more perfect. The vision and goal is important, but only because it helps create your journey of self-improvement. It's the trajectory. And happiness is when you live fully in the present moment of growth and becoming, enjoying every step of the process. Because in truth, you will never be happy, fully satisfied, or, or in a state of existential bliss. You should constantly be happier as you embark on the journey of growth and becoming. The goal is not to be, it's to become. And this leads us to our second key, which is mindset. The second key to happiness is mindset. The same letters that make up the words besimcha, happiness, form the word machshava, thought. This is because your thoughts, your mindset, and your attitude have a tremendous impact on your internal state of being. No matter how much you are growing and achieving, without the right attitude and mindset, you will not be happy. As simple as it sounds, making the decision to be happy is one of the greatest strategies to achieving happiness. We all know people who wait around for something great to happen to them, claiming that only when such and such happens will they be happy. Proactively deciding to be happy for no external reason at all can fundamentally change the way you perceive happiness. And there is, of course, a deeper layer to this as well. When you apply the principle of hakaras hatov, gratitude, and recognizing all the good in your life, it fundamentally changes your perspective and allows you to see things as they truly are. Because in truth, we don't deserve to be alive in the first place. We never earned the right to exist. There was no guarantee that we would wake up today, and there's no guarantee that we'll wake up tomorrow. There are lots of people who were here yesterday, and they're not here today. Our life is a gift, a constant gift from Hashem. And when we look at a kidney donor, we see a hero. We're so moved, so touched by his or her heroic deed. But this is because we can just imagine what the recipient must have felt like. This recipient didn't have a kidney. He was lost, abandoned, destined to die. And only because of this generous and loving man who donated his kidney, that's the only reason this person is still alive. And we allow ourselves to feel the beauty of this gift, the gift of life. The fact that this boy now has the rest of his life in front of him. We thank this man for giving this recipient hope reason to believe another chance at life. However, what if each and every one of us could have this feeling of complete and absolute love towards someone who gave us a life-saving organ? What if each and every one of us was in dire need of an organ transplant? What if we thought that we were on death's door and then miraculously received a donation from a loving hero? Wouldn't we live differently? 
experience life in a whole new way? Well, what if I told you that we do? We each think of our lives as our own, our bodies our own, our existence our own, but they're not. We have no right to live, to exist. We never earned it. It's a constant gift from Hashem. And there's no guarantee that we'll wake up tomorrow. There are lots of people who were here yesterday and they're not here today. Each day, each moment, each second in this world is a gift. And every morning, we are in dire need of an organ transplant. Which one? Everyone. And every single morning, Hashem gives us a complete life donation, which includes all your organs, your emotional health, a working mind, a sense of identity and self, each and every morning. When we say Moda'ani, we should feel as if we are meeting our hero, the one who saved our life. And if we could genuinely feel the joy, gratitude, and explosion of bliss that comes from this realization, our lives would never be the same. And the last key to happiness is becoming part of something greater than yourself. It's recognizing that the goal of life is not only self-perfection, but also devoting your self-development into something greater than yourself, contributing it to Kleinisrael. When you are able to get outside of yourself and focus on becoming part of the Klal, part of the collective community, the collective whole, you automatically feel an inner sense of happiness. And this is why happiness is connected to the Chagim, Zman Sam Chasenu. It's when Klal or when the Jewish people were Aliyah Larekel, when they are joined together as a collective whole in Eretz Yisrael. And when we can expand beyond our own personal struggles, beyond our own personal problems, and become devoted to others, our worries fade away. And what takes its place is a rich sense of inner happiness. And now we can understand what it means to serve Hashem b'simcha with happiness. It's when we realize that being a true Evet Hashem, devoting our life to Hashem, is our purpose in life and should be the focus of all our self-development. We can only be miserable while serving Hashem when we view it as a burden, when we do it robotically out of habit, just going through the motions. But when this happens, Hashem sends us challenges through the form of the curses as a wake-up call. It is only when we realize that the only way to fulfill our purpose and actualize our potential is by completely devoting ourselves to Hashem, to our root, to our source, only then can we truly be happy. Happiness is neither a means nor an end. It's what manifests when you are becoming the person you are destined to become. In essence, happiness is a revelation that you are on the right track. And Yoni and Ellie are two different people with two different life circumstances. We don't get to control our circumstances. We choose only how to respond. Happiness is not the goal of life. Living a life of truth is. But happiness is still important. It is the gift Hashem gives you when you are heading on the right path towards your correct goals in life. It is there to help you continue down the right path. Happiness comes from growth, from enjoying the process, from the right mindset, and from devoting our life 
towards something greater than ourselves. May we be inspired to serve Hashem with genuine happiness and enjoy the process of becoming the very best that we can be.